early 2021, I did a behind the scenes tour for Lake Compounds. And I overheard something, which I don't know if it's something planned or a refurbishment or something. But the like president of the park was talking to one of his longtime friends. They're both enthusiasts. So it was an ACE event. It was an ACE tour. And I overheard, we really like what Vacoma is doing with the train designs. So after hearing that, of course, I'm thinking, well, Vacoma is known for making these cool trains. Like, look at Abyssus. It's a pirate ship or a ship of some sort. And I'm thinking, could Lake Compounds get some sort of Vacoma? Option two is that they just put some sort of new train on Zoomerang, which I feel like is unlikely. But they did just repaint it and refurb it, and it looks great. But my question is, if Lake Compounds were to get a Vacoma, what model or coaster do you think it would be like? It's hard to say. I can't see them getting anything too, too big. I'd say something a little bit smaller. Something kind of similar to Formula, maybe. Yeah, Formula Energylandia is like the perfect size for a launch coaster because Vacomas, they're not as pricey as Intamin and Premiers can get up there, even though they're more of like an American manufacturer rather than going overseas. But Vacomas, they're not too pricey. So if Lake Compounds were to get something, I would believe it to be a space warp like like Formula. But there's also the option they can go with a lift hill because they have Phobia. Uh, maybe doing like a hyperspace warp, which is pretty much the same layout but features a lift which would be cool and i think if they want to do another step above that i think something like a bermuda blitz kind of like a lek coaster over in legendia i think that would also be a nice fit but that might be a little bit too much but with that said i could definitely see them doing something a little bit bigger because last thing they got was phobia and that's not exactly amazing uh, and if you take away Phobia, they could really use something great. I would say either a Space Warp or a Bermuda Blitz would be a fantastic fit, especially because it gives that high thrill looping coaster, which is something that Lake Compounds is missing. If they were to get one, where do you think it would go? Ooh, that's a good question. I This is controversial just because I, I don't know, but... I feel like where the log flume is in the back right of the park, I think that's a solid part of land. Um, but then again, it's a log flume and it does get a line and stuff. So I don't think they would remove the log flume. But if I were to put something somewhere, the log flume is just dated and looks meh. So I think right there against like that rock background would be beautiful. And I would <laughs> love some sort of lumberjack theme. Because that's like the lumberjack area. If they could have some sort of like theme to trees or cutting down trees, like calling it timber or something like something like that. I don't know. I kind of mm-hmm. made that up. But uh, I think that would be a fantastic fit, especially because it's so wooded. When you look at something like Boulder Dash, I think that would be a fantastic fit. What I wish they would do, and I know they're not going to, which sucks. I wish they would put Wildcat out of its misery. I wish they'd just tear that thing down and do something better because it's god awful well that opens up a whole different argument like what rides let's just be fun and not have a vacoma what rides do you think would be a worthy fit for a wildcat replacement if they chose to get rid of it i think something like a hype uh chance hyper gtx kind of like lightning run at kentucky kingdom i think that wouldn't be too bad of a fit that would be amazing there 
yeah, because that would give the airtime and um wouldn't have to go upside down. So people that might not like going upside down, phobia and zoom ring are not for them. So if they were to have something like a chance, then I think that would be honestly great. Especially right there, have the lift, it would look beautiful. So that's what I think. What do you think? I agree. I'd say something probably a little smaller scale. I like the idea of like something without inversions or like not heavily reliant on inversions but i do think they could use something a little more like modern anyways guys welcome back to talking trimless this is episode two so marina thanks for sticking around for a whole nother episode thank you for keeping me around <laughs> now we plan on doing like what's what's our goal all right talking trimless one um really just died at 35 episodes so what do you think we should hit at some point as far as episodes go like are you thinking like a hundred five hundred a thousand like what what do you think i think we should shoot for like 500 we should definitely go until i upload again so that yeah, might so get us 500 to around, yeah that might get us to around the thousand mark because yeah boy he's writing scripts and stuff and then He's like, mm, yeah, I don't feel like editing that audio because yeah, boy, it gets halfway through halfway through recording and it's like, I just don't feel like doing this today. Yeah. So like Marina, <laughs> she's uh, when I record, she's I have her on FaceTime and she's looking at me and she's really OK. A little bit of background. I used to mess up so much info in my videos and I'd have like four big things wrong every video. And it was embarrassing. I, it would still be a good video, though. And so now what Marina does is she looks over my scripts to make sure that everything is good. You know, she pretty much edits them all and everything. So shout out to her. But when I record, I have her on FaceTime so she can hear what I'm saying as like another backup so I can get my info even more accurate. And that's the big thing. So there's that. And also when I record, it's really weird to hear my voice come through the mic. So about halfway through like a 40 minute recording session, I'd be like, oh, I don't know if I like this. I feel like my voice is too deep. It sounds too artificial. So and then he records all over again. <laughs> yeah. And then I restart like I um I recorded my Iron Gwazi video and 45 minutes long of an audio <laughs> recording, which will probably get cut down to about 15 minutes. Um, and that's not including the other stuff that I have at the end. So a 45 minute session. That's me sitting focused, looking at a Google Doc, recording lines for 45 minutes straight. And I was listening to it today because I was doing a little bit of editing, editing to it. And I might want to re-record it just because like, I don't know, it's been it's been sitting there for a while and I want it to be fresh. So I don't know. Maybe I'll re-record it. Maybe I won't. He's um, such a perfectionist to record it like 25 times and still be like, I don't know if this sounds good. So in case you're wondering why Theme Park Media doesn't upload, there you go. Yeah, yeah, literally, because I need things to like look good, sound good and be enjoyable or else I just can't put it up. I, I don't think other people can say the same. Um, yeah, here at like, Theme Park Media, we don't throw videos together in a day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a few people on my mind, uh, one specifically that really just pulls content out of his ass. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, pulls other people's content out of his ass. So there's that. But here at Theme Park Media, 
we're really trying to be original. So, again, we're working on a series. We are so excited to get this thing up and going. Happens to be the Iron Glossy video. So, yeah, you guys know where that is right now. But we're looking forward to it. And it should come out within the next week, two weeks. So, um, be excited. Be stoked. Trailer will come soon. And I, th I think the trailer will give you guys a little bit of a different look on the channel. Because after this video, I'm introducing a whole different side of content to my channel. Like, we've got commentary, we've got podcast, and now we're going to have something else. Um, so, I'm excited. You should be excited. Marina, are you excited? I am so hyped. Big things are coming, and we cannot wait for you guys to see everything. Yeah, and again, the Iron Gwazi series is three parts. So, I'm really looking to put a lot of time into these. So, I'm thinking about once the first one goes up posting the second one and the third one a month after each other is what i'm thinking about doing and that'll come with behind the scenes stuff um trailers and stuff like that because it, it's pretty cool i think it's pretty cool i hope you guys think it's, pretty it's gonna cool. blow y'all's mind if you guys like um spider-man into the spider-verse if you guys like spider-man into the spider-verse then it's kind of like that but instead of spider-man it's iron guazi so yeah that that's all i'm gonna say but yeah anyways moving on from me we've got some news that we want to get into so this is like the first down to earth video some of the news we want to get into dates back a while because episode two there's a lot to cover from 2021 so first and foremost I think we should get started with uh, Phoenix at Farup Summerland in Denmark. This is a new Vacoma opening. Uh, actually, I don't know what model it is. Here, let me look at what model it is. But um, it's this awesome lift hill style coaster. I would describe it as like Abyssus, but with a lift. So we've seen like the Space Warp and the Hyperspace Warp. This, I would say, is like Abyssus. So that's like a shockwave. So it's like it's almost like a shockwave with a lift. So a hyper shockwave if there does not a model, but um yeah, Marina, what is your take on this? I think Lake Compound should get a hyper shockwave. No, I'm just Ooh. kidding. But uh, I'm pretty sure we I'm pretty sure we just made I up hyper shockwave. Let me let me go on RCDB and look this up because I'm not sure what model <laughs> it is. I really just hyper shockwave. Lake Compound's better credit us for our idea now literally and their train better be good because i'm really looking forward to that train like <laughs> the first thing i heard was oh i love the train designs like that train better be looking pretty good like, maybe next time we won't ditch it for taco bell if they get something good yes literally but lake compounds as a whole is just like a poorly run park so yeah model is the wildcat that's say that's foreshadowing <laughs> The, the it, we just predicted the future we really just predicted we literally just predicted the future coaster. <laughs> coaster theory what if they called it the wildcat because they originally designed it for lake compounds to fit wildcats land and they're like oh we'll just call this model the wildcat on the low key you guys heard it here first that. you guys yeah you guys heard it here first well okay if it was themed to the front gate or like at the front gate what do you think it would be themed to like you think it'd be have like a castle like theme? Yeah, that would be really cool. Like a fairy tale theme or something, I, or like 
something dark, yeah. like a dark like fairy tale theme or something. Like, I don't know. Yeah, that would be really cool. I would love. I I don't know why, but I'm fascinated by the idea that a park can have a roller coaster in the front entrance plaza and theme it to the front gate. I mean, gatekeeper is like an ant idea, but I'm I'm like addicted to the idea of like there being a coaster theme to the front gate like that is so cool so if they were to do something like that and make it like a castle theme oh that'd be amazing Mm -hmm. i I would genuinely enjoy that and i would probably buy a season pass to lake compounds and go out and ride this um as much as i can anyways we're off topic phoenix in denmark (laughs) it's green a theme to like a death bird so general ideas on the layout marina what are you thinking it looks very interesting, to say the least. Yeah. I mean, we're hoping to get on it next year, so I'm very, like, intrigued. It'll be very, very different. The stall loop looks insane. Yeah. Um. So I'm hyped for that. And I don't know what it is with Vacomas, but it's really cool how a lot of these elements, like, twist out. So, like, the loop, it twists out. And then you have like those like the rolls and stuff, which like they roll and then they keep going until like another turn. So it's this really fluent motion. So Marina, you experienced Hull Zuberkoff at Tripstro. So like those rolls, how like they roll mm-hmm. and then like they keep continuing into a turn. Vacoma does yeah. that on like all of their rides. And it looks cool. It looks so cool. And I wanna get on one so bad. Oh, it's incredible, yeah. Um Especially Hall Zuberkoff, which funny story. If for those who might not know, Hall Zuberkoff, the the Hall Zuberkoff that Marina rode opened without a station, so like it had like a loading platform, but it didn't have like a <laughs> building. But news to me that they just built this beautiful station, and the um mine train or like the mine train boomerang goes through the station, and it looks really really beautiful. Yeah, Marina, tell them what our plans are for next year. All right. So next year, we are hoping to do a Europe trip. We're not 100% sure yet on all the countries that we are going to go to, but for sure, we're going to do Germany, probably Poland, hopefully Denmark, um, France, Belgium, Netherlands. Some of those countries, I'm not sure if we'll get to all of them, but we're really hoping we will. So that'll be an incredible yeah. trip. Our first time out of country together. Yeah. I'm super hyped. Yeah, fun fact. I've never been out of this country anyways. I've never, the furthest I've been are to like the Virgin Islands off the coast of, south off the coast of Florida. Um, I think, I don't know if that's like near Cuba or something. I'm actually really good with geography. I don't know where that's been, that is, but um, <laughs> I've never been out of the country. So going to foreign parks for the first time will be with Marina and she'll be, going back to where she grew up in germany so for those who might just be tuning in marina's home park for the longest time was fantasia land and yes i envy her because i have six flights (laughs) to england so we'll be making she'll be making the return uh to fantasia land and i cannot wait to go there and then of course as she as she stated a few other countries which um which include France, Belgium, Netherlands, Poland and Germany, and Denmark. I feel like the ones that are most important to us, if we had to cut some out, the ones that are most important are Germany, Poland, and France. 
because Belgium, we're really just trying to go to for Park Asterix. Park Asterix is France. <laughs> but, um. Oh, am I dicking around? Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm really <laughs> Belgium has. Close enough. Uh, Belgium has a uh, Plopsaland and and Bobbageland, I think, yeah. right? So yeah, um, and then Wild Belgium, Park Asterix, France, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Um, Netherlands has Toverland, um, Efteling, and what am I missing? Wallaby Holland. Wallaby Holland. Yeah, and um, France has of course Disney. Um, I would love to go to Disney, I'm... even though Frozen Land won't be open. <laughs> Huge Frozen fanboy, but. <laughs> Um, I am super hyped to get back on Untamed. That's one of my favorite coasters of all time. I'm super excited to go back to Fantasialand. That is my favorite place in the entire world. And going there with Zach is going to be absolutely amazing. Can't wait to get on Terran again. I miss yeah, something. <laughs> Terran looks, I mean, we can probably have a whole rant on Terran. Um, I could, but... I could go all day. <laughs> The thing looks gorgeous. When we ride it, we'll review it together on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And then we'll make a clip and put it up on YouTube. So, um Marina loves Taryn. I love Intamin Blitzes. Not not I too do. sure what to expect from Taryn. Um, but yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. But so much for talking about Phoenix. Shout out to Phoenix, but Taryn's uh, more important than Phoenix. That's true. But in other news, um this dates back a little bit, but Big Dipper uh, the Intamin Hot Racer going to, what is it, uh, Luna Park in Australia? Luna Park, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I I wanted to like bring this up because of a few reasons. Number one, the elephant in the room. It's it's pretty much an RMC Raptor. For those who might not know, um, it has that single rail track technology. Um, but. When I was looking at pictures of construction, I didn't realize that it is executed very differently. So it's not exactly a Raptor ripoff as much as it is a single rail version Intamin developed themselves. So as far as the Hot Racer goes at uh, Luna Park, this color scheme is dead on Wonder Woman's. Dead on. Yellow track, red supports. So, it's a little strange that they chose that color scheme. That sounds like a ripoff. But I was looking at the track of this closely. And when you look at the Raptor track, it has a... um, It's made up of the I-Box track. Pretty much welded together to make an I-Beam. So um, the track kind of acts as a support and it's really cool looking, but I have the biggest complaint that it feels like you're clacking along the track. What Intamin is doing is they're pretty much making a box track and then welding a tubular pipe track, just like the tubes of it, to the box. So it's still riding on the tubular part of a track. It's just kind of like enclosed. So, for instance, I don't know if I'm describing this well, but for instance, if you were to take Millennium Force's track and, like, make it a box, like, it kind of already is a box, and then cover it so you'd have, like, full protection, like a full box, and then shrink it down, that's pretty much what the track of um, the Hot Racer is. It looks very um, strange. It looks so weird. So, in, in turn, 
Yeah. In turn, I think it will make for a smoother ride. Even though it looks much shorter, I think it'll make for a much, much smoother ride. Yeah, I don't think it'll clank every two seconds against the track. So Yeah, I don't know so what close. it is with that. Like, why does it clank so much? Like, why? Because I don't know. It's I didn't not... feel it much on Jersey Devil, but on Wonder Woman, it was pretty bad. Yeah. It's not like the track has a gap or something, so we really got to, like, the wheels have really mm-hmm. got to be riding against, like, when, like, the track is, like, sealed together. The track is, it's really got to be affecting the train somehow. Um, what same are, with Hell Run. What are the restraints, like, on Hot Racer? Because I don't, I'm I not sure. I don't think we have the train yet. I thought um, I saw a picture, but I could be tripping. Yeah. What you might be thinking of is I made a video a while back before the Hot Racer Hot Racer was announced. At mm-hmm. Iapa at Iapa, they were giving out some of their concepts and they and one of their concepts was a hot racer and the train had the new gen Intamin restraints on it. What? So like the Velocicoaster restraints. Okay. That's what the train had. Then again, that is very early concept, far before they even had like. Oh no, we do have the train. Okay. Do we? It got released like a couple days ago. What kind of restraints do we got? It's very hard to see. What kind of restraints do we got? It looks like it could be the new Gen Intamin ones, but the angle, the um, texture size, really hard to see. There's no vest though, which is very good. (laughs) Yes, like in general, it like it comes over as a lap bar, and like the Mm -hmm. bars on the side. So That's it's what it like, looks really, like. Yeah, so it's either the new That'll gen min restraints or a modification to fit the smaller trains. But yes, those are really comfy restraints. Those are my favorite restraints, and I cannot stand the ones on like Wonder Woman. So that's already something it has on Wonder Woman right there. Yeah, and RMC has a vest on their restraints, but I don't want to say that I blame them because... If it didn't have a vest, somebody would get injured because of the whippiness of Wonder Woman. Yeah, but I do wish... you around and everything and it would not be comfy. I wish they had a little more give because I think yeah. it did in the front, but every other seat I rode in, it locked and it was super uncomfortable. So Yeah. Ugh. Because the first time I rode it, I thought because it, it did lock and it locked tight mm-hmm. um, and I could not move and it was not enjoyable and... Um, the first ride is always the one that you judge the hardest. So if you get a good ride, you're probably going to like that ride. If you get a bad one, it's going to take a lot of good rides in order for it to change your mind. And that really killed the experience for me. Yeah, and I think that's why I like it more than you do because my first time riding was all the way in the front where the restraint did have a bit more give. But every ride after that, I was kind of just like, I'm not sure. Yeah, um, but so weird but what do you think of the colors do you approve of the yellow track and red supports because i think it's kind of ugly wonder woman yeah or i like it i think it's fitting yeah i just don't know where on wonder woman's costume there's like yellow well golden lasso yeah oh yeah you're right (laughs) i like it i think it looks really pretty with like the surroundings yeah, I mean, it looks cool against the Cory wall, and, like, I was filming it, and it looks cool, but also mm-hmm. about Wonder Woman, 
again, I, I like Fiesta Texas. So I don't think I'm hating on them. But the track is <laughs> dirty. Like, they could really use a good scrubbing of the track. There's, like, grease and stuff all over some of these, like, bank turns. And it's weird. It does I don't look know. a little nasty. Because, <laughs> yeah. And, I don't know, just take, like, a pressure washer. Take you, like, an hour. <laughs> just pressure wash it down before the park opens. And you got a fresh-looking ride because it's, like, the track. Not the entire track, but nowadays... Um, the track is pretty dirty and ugh, I don't know, <laughs> but going across the park to the iron rattler area, there's a new steampunk area being built. I think the first addition to the steampunk area was daredevil dive that weird looking airplane sort of thing, steampunk, but now they're getting a brand new coaster which I would have never guessed to be a B&M dive coaster. I would have put money on it not being a B&M dive coaster. But in 2022, we're getting Dr. Diabolical's cliffhanger. Marina, thoughts? What do you think? As an addition, I actually really, really like it. It was probably the last thing I would have expected. But I think it'll be a really good fit for the park. I'd think of the whenever i think of dive coasters like b&m dives i think of them as graceful really pretty and i just think it is really good for a park like fiesta texas but i do have the same same complaint as everyone um the name a little misleading you're calling it this cliffhanger in the name but it's a missed opportunity with the quarry wall so yeah um I, the thing I'm most excited about for this ride is the drop. Um, a lot of people complain about the vests being a big deal on the drop. Yes, you don't get as much on like Griffin or as much as you do on Griffin or Sheikra as you do on like <laughs> as Val on Valraven. Like Valraven, I'm sorry, Valraven gives less. But I don't think the vests severely take away from the experience. This will have vests, just like Emperor. Um, so I don't think that 95 degree drop will be like phased. I think it'll be great. I think it'll give awesome mm-hmm. airtime and even like just the feeling of folding in on yourself in a train that tight, you know, mm-hmm. um, I think that'll be great. Um, but as far as the rest of the layout goes, I think it looks absolutely pathetic in every aspect. It does <laughs> this, it actually has a cool, like, 270 degree roll um but that's it um i am very disappointed with how pathetic this looks uh but then again it's six flags so shout out to them for actually building a bnm i'm thankful for bnm but at the same point maybe they could have gotten something else i like it because i feel like it's not like too much if that makes sense yeah i, I feel like it's just like a solid fit yeah, and it's a perfect fit for the area. Like it is. Yeah. It's funny that SeaWorld and um Fiesta Texas have a lot of the same things. Um, but this, no. No. Um it's it's completely original. The only B and M that San Antonio has is Great White. So Which is absolutely horrible. Yeah, and it's the same thing as Goliath. And I love Goliath, so I don't really yeah, know. Goliath made my legs tingly. 
It made all, my hurt so bad, but all that blood went straight to my legs. It was so much more intense than Great White for whatever we for whatever reason, but I loved it. Yeah, and I've realized that the more uh Batman clones I've been on, I've been on five Batman clones now. Um and Goliath is easily the most intense. I don't know what it <laughs> was, but that like last turn all the blood went right to my legs and they numbed out and it was weird. It was scary, but it was not, I was not expecting it at all because when I wrote it, the only other Batman clone I'd been on was the one at um, Great Adventure and I wasn't a huge fan of that one. So The Batman clone was Yeah, really Goliath good. is really I surprising. Approve. Definitely approve of the Batman clones. Real quick, um, sorry, I keep saying um, but I think we should bring up our experience at San Antonio real quick. Oh my. Because we have some weird thoughts on this park. It's so, I don't know how to describe it. I don't know if it's just not a great park or if it's just corporate SeaWorld or (laughs) what it is, but... It was not enjoyable in the slightest. Again, coasters. We love coasters, so the coasters were fun. But as far as the park experience goes, um, I, I I can't say that I'm the biggest fan. To me, this is going to sound really weird, but to me, it feels like someone took San Diego, SeaWorld Orlando, combined them, and then built it in Roblox. Okay. <laughs> that's what San Antonio feels like. Okay. I don't like it. It's. I grew up going to SeaWorld Orlando, and I I knew going in that this was not SeaWorld Orlando. So, walking around, I'm making some comparisons, but I realize well, there's there's some pros to it. I think like walking to Steel Eel, I think it's like pretty how the trees hang over and stuff. It so. was really pretty when we first walked in. Yeah, and it, it actually has like a big front gate, unlike Orlando, which is something they could really use, just some sort of modern front gate. But San Antonio, it had some really pretty areas. Like steel eel, that like the whole lift of steel steel eel goes over trees, and the pathway to enter is underneath those trees. So you have a mix between like trees, vines, uh, a little bit of grass, and then the supports. So it is really pretty in some areas, but there's just one thing at this park which kills the experience, and I don't know if it's like a new policy or something, but. They have this damn white line <laughs> in their line. So, like, about a foot behind the gate, there's, a, like, a thick white line. And they won't send the train. They won't open the gates if somebody is on that white line. You got to be behind the white line. So, we thought that was ridiculous because... <laughs> it is so annoying. And parks, I, s- I swear they do it just to piss people off. Because what literally what is a big deal if your foot is like one inch on the line? If your foot is one inch on the line, they'll like yell at you and literally like won't even let anyone on. Yeah. The, they won't even load the train. They won't open the gates. They'll scream at you on the like intercom five times to get off the white line. Yeah, which really brings up 
like uh, the question is like how corporate can these parks become because we go to have fun we go to like kennywood to ride coasters but it's just not enjoyable same thing goes to san antonio beautiful park in areas but we get in line and there's just rules 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 and it, it really just doesn't make it an enjoyable time and they're not like a lot of the rules are pointless like yeah i get that it's a safety thing but when you're worrying so much about someone being like an inch on the white line and your operations are suffering so badly because of it like we we time dispatches and i think um one of them took like six minutes to that dispatch was steel eel steel eel took six minutes and it was it one was train horrible. ops on steel eel mm-hmm. and it broke down when we were in line so yeah oh we also timed wave breaker and wave breaker took five minutes <laughs> that was running two trains thankfully yeah so operations that day were horrible that i don't think that park is run very well i i just in general i don't think sea world is run very well anymore Mm-hmm. It used to be this beautiful, beautiful park. Great rides. I'm talking like Bush Gardens too. Great mm-hmm. rides, great food, great experience. And now you go and it's like we went to Bush Gardens Tampa and little things like the trash can being filled to the brim with a little bit of trash on the ground around it. That was it's one of just, the worst park experiences we've had. Yeah, it's just little things like that kill it. Mm-hmm. And we went on a pack day, so we didn't. We rode, I think, two things. We rode Cheetah Hunt, um, and we rode Kumba, <laughs> and Shikra. we rode Shikra. Yeah, yeah so we got on three things, so we were there for like what four or five hours. Yeah, and keep in mind, it was a two-hour drive to Tampa, so mm-hmm. it's not like we were just in the area. Um, but we met up with Itai, so Itai is uh, and Itai's Alex. Itai. Yeah, and Alex. He was working. And fun fact, if you were to go to the Cheetah Hunt gift shop, there is a Cheetah Hunt support inside the gift shop that just sticks straight through. So you can go and touch Cheetah Hunt if you'd like. Just go to the Cheetah Hunt gift shop and give Cheetah Hunt a good old slap. <laughs> but also, yeah. Cheetah Hunt Easter eggs, which I'll touch upon in the Iron Gwazi series. Uh, Cheetah Hunt has a below the station area where you can see the original concept art for the ride so if you were to enter the line and then take a left into where the elevators are you should be able to go into there uh you just don't use elevators maybe if not you can ask and they'll take you but um go into that room i've been in there numerous times and it has this beautiful wall of concept art which shows all of the original concepts and i'm not going to get into it because that's part of the Iron Gwazi series. But it has this beautiful wall of Cheetah Hunt with Orange Track, um, a different model Cheetah Hunt, and it's great. So if you want to see this stuff for yourself, go into the Cheetah Hunt station to where the elevators are and take a look. It's really cool stuff to look at. Um, but yeah. <laughs> so shout out to SeaWorld for absolutely tanking. And, <laughs> and um, they just opened or announced a chick-fil-a at bush gardens tampa so i i have some opinions on this because chick-fil-a is great i love chick-fil-a oh yum yum in the tum tum but (laughs) but there's just one issue 
This does not belong at SeaWorld. Nuh-uh. This is... Yeah. Like, SeaWorld... Um, sorry, I keep saying, oh, man, it's, it's really throwing me off, but... <laughs> SeaWorld is known for making these awesome, like, restaurants. Like, you have Fest House, you have Marco Polio's Marketplace, Dragon Fire Grill at Bush Gardens, Tampa. And now we're just getting Chick-fil-A. Plop Chick-fil-A down. And it's a theme park Chick-fil-A, so it's not going to have everything on the menu. But this is why I think this is a huge missed opportunity. Why couldn't they just throw a little bit more into like the look of it and do like uh give it a different name and then that name by chick-fil-a so you can have like this really cool african name that like references chickens or something by chick-fil-a yeah because chick-fil-a actually that's smart (laughs) you know so it can have like this really nice out like this really nice building this really nice name presentation will be cool i agree kind of sucks because it just goes to show how corporate it's getting i don't think you ever would have seen them put a chain restaurant in like 10 years ago and i feel like it makes the lands a bit less immersive in a way it kind of takes away from like the theming you know because you have all this like gorgeous african theming and then you're like hey we chick-fil-a you know yeah i I don't even know anymore. First, <laughs> SeaWorld. First, you take away my big bad wolf. That's red flag number one. They took then, away my Dark Castle. Yeah. Then you take away Dark Castle. That's red flag number two. Now you don't theme your rides. <laughs> or give it like an, like a, a nice looking cue or anything. You put up fences. That's red flag number three. Now you don't open the rides that you build. Red flag number four. Mm-hmm. And number five, now you're putting cheap chain restaurants into your park. And Marina <laughs> brought this up uh, a while back that it's Chick-fil-A. So Chick-fil-A is already at some Cedar Fair parks. But will Chick-fil-A operate on Sundays at theme parks when it's super, super busy? Because you're thinking about it. And the weekend is when people are coming to the park and one of the two days of the weekend chick-fil-a is closed so i'm curious to know if chick-fil-a will close on sundays on quite possibly one of Which, the busiest days of the week i don't think i've ever seen a chick-fil-a open on sunday so i'm like 99 sure it will which is why i'm so curious as to why parks keep adding them because i know they're like extremely popular but think about how much money you're losing by it being like close for one day i know it doesn't really matter that much but if you were to add something that was open on sundays that's like a whole extra day of like food revenue that you'd get and think about how many people like would eat there you know i don't know yeah and we gotta realize that SeaWorld is like severely severely understaffed right now red flag number six understaffed it's embarrassing we have uh two friends itai and alex theme park hq and bush studios who work at bush gardens tampa who are telling us these stories about how they're so understaffed and there's only like two gates to get into like the parking lot and it's just a nightmare so sea world get your act together because i'm 
Will I renew my pass? I don't know. It's not as enjoyable as it used to be. SeaWorld Orlando is my home park, and I don't even know if I will. Um, Yeah. I do love SeaWorld Orlando, but Busch Gardens Tampa has become one of my least favorite parks because every time I go there, it's so miserable. I just can't really seem to have a good experience there anymore, and it's kind of sad because has great potential and a couple of the visits i had back in 2019 i really enjoyed but i feel like that place is going downhill so so fast and it sucks because a lot of its problems are stuff that's easily preventable yet they're not putting the attention that they need to into those things and that's why it's going downhill so fast exactly that was perfect the sea world is just taking their focus and putting it more into how do we make cheap additions that make us money rather than how do we make additions that people will enjoy so they want to come back again. It, it, it's, just, it's embarrassing to me. You go to a park like Silver Dollar City, and I'm pretty sure Marina and I, we are like the biggest fans of Silver Dollar City. This park is mm-hmm. amazing. I don't eat food. Uh, I'm a picky eater, but I eat the food here because it's it's good. Granted, it was cheese pizza, but it was That's good. Some of the best cheese pizza I've had. So yeah, it was like brick oven, like it's authentic, <laughs> like brick oven, fire, fire heat, like um, what am I saying? Like you know, fire <laughs> made by fire. And we also got uh, quite possibly one of the best things I've ever had at theme park. You got to get this. They had this pineapple ice cream, which is so much like the Dole Whip at Disney or. There's now Dole Whip at like Lake Compounds and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. the pineapple ice cream was so good. So and they good. had they had vanilla Fanta that you could get. You could make like float out of it. Oh. It was so good. So delicious. See, that's an example of a park that knows what they're doing. You compare that to somewhere like Bush Gardens, Tampa. We went to Silver Dollar City on a weekend in the summer, and there was hardly anyone there. The park was not overcrowded. Capacity was really really good but bush gardens tampa i think the shortest wait was like 90 minutes yep yep unfortunately but we have some more news that we need to get into (laughs) there's the rumor is right that the former rumors were that cedar point was gonna get a giga gerstlauer (laughs) a giga gerstlauer that sounds absolutely ridiculous. Is it something Cedar Point would do? Maybe. The rumors were Cedar Point would get a huge Gerstlauer because Gerstlauer said they're doing something they've never done before. So everyone's like, oh my gosh, Gerstlauer is going to make a giga and it's going to go to Cedar Point. No it's evidence whatsoever. It's a record whatsoever. breaker. It has to go to Cedar Point because has that's the Cedar only Point. park. Cedar Point is the only park. So fast forward a few weeks. We get the announcement for, I, I laughed at this, for Defiance at Glenwood Caverns. And what everyone thought would be the Giga Gerstlauer turned out to be, the I want to say one of, if not the first, Gerstlauer terrain coaster. And it just boggles my mind how everyone thought that they were going to get a Gerstlauer, a Giga Gerstlauer, Cedar Point. And now Glenwood Caverns in Colorado is getting a very tiny three inversion 
three or four inversion. Does it have a banana roll? I'm not sure. Three or four inversion coaster. Which, hey, I do think Cedar Point will get a Gerslauer at some point. I'll, I can get into that in a second, but I, I, I just, I laugh at this. And Marina, I, I really pulled an Etai when <laughs> I first found out about this. Marina sent it to me because I'm horrible at being on Instagram and stuff. She sent me the post by Coaster Hub of Defiance, and uh, I read the name completely wrong. Marina, how did <laughs> I say it? We were on FaceTime, I believe, and I was like, hey, did you see what I said on Instagram? And he's like, no, let me check. And um, he opened it, and he was like, what? I was like, what? like what's wrong? And he's like, what kind of name is that? And I was like, well, what do you mean? And he's like, day fiance. <laughs> I was like, what? I for real thought it was Dave Fiance. I'm like, what? He's like, what kind of name is Dave Fiance? <laughs> and Rena's like, it's Defiance, dumbass. <laughs> I'm just like, I felt so stupid. But at the same point, it looks exactly like Dave Fiance. So in the back of my mind, I will always treasure treasure. The Cedar Point Giga Gerslauer named D Fiance. Maybe that's Wicked Twister's replacement. <laughs> yeah, talking about Wicked Twister for a fat second. Rin and I rode it when we went, so we got our first and last ride on it. I I have an idea of what Cedar Point could do to that land, which I think is plausible. Will it happen? Maybe, maybe not. But I think this is a possibility. What they can do is extend out a boardwalk because Wicked Twister is fairly close to the end of the beach. So a boardwalk that goes into the water wouldn't really mess up the beach and people walking on the beach at all. So they can extend out a boardwalk into the water. On the boardwalk, they can get their Gerslauer, a really small Gerslauer, like um, Hydrus or Iron Shark, Tantrum, something kind of like that. I think would be fantastic. But most importantly, add like, you know, games, like make it like a carnival, like a good time boardwalk that's accessible, easily accessible from the hotel. So you can go there late at night and maybe they'll run it past the park. But I think what they can do is they can put it in like a few like kitty coasters and take the coaster, most coasters in one park record. Um, if they were like throwing like three kitty coasters, mm-hmm. boom. That's a really good idea. Or it could be just like a cheap family edition or something. I think that's yeah. a flawless idea. Exactly like Magic Mountain. They just add kitty coasters to keep their record going. Because mm-hmm. you know Six Flags is too cheap to buy keep like buy good coasters and keep that going. They buy one every few years. <laughs> West Coast Racers. You know, this goes on and on. Now they're getting a Raptor, I think. But I think it's plausible to replace Wicked Twister with a boardwalk where there's like a few coasters on it and it's just like a good time area you can take out the coliseum all of that land can be part of like the boardwalk and it could be this really awesome fun time area i would absolutely love to see something similar to iron shark that like goes over the water i think that would be amazing especially for cedar point because one it's cedar point so 
when it comes to building rides, you got to think originally because they have everything. So if they were to put a, a coaster on the water, it'd be great. They don't have a Gerstlauer. So that's the perfect model. And especially because it's Cedar Point on the water, not many other parks can do this. So it'd be perfect. And, you know, they can call it Iron Shark. So Rob Alvey can ride it and be like, <clears throat> I just saw a shark jump out of the water. For those who don't understand that, go watch Theme Park Reviews, Iron Shark POV. It's so funny. It's it's like, it's like a, shark. a sharknado twisting, twisting and turning. And turning. <laughs> it's, um, we rode Iron Shark and it was pretty fun, actually. I, I liked it. What did you think? Did you like it or not? No. <laughs> okay. We rode a few times, but one of the times really stood out because there were two guys who oh were gosh. like, this is Texas. They were the definition of Texas. <laughs> and they, we we sat in the front with them. And this guy's like, these right up, these like, uh, these guys pushed my bar all the way down. Like he was stapled. And. <laughs> We tell him, we're like, hey, we ride a lot of coasters. We call that being stapled. And we're going up the lift. He's like, <laughs> he's like, damn this, I'm stapled. <laughs> the whole time he's like, I'm stapled, I'm stapled. It was yeah, Like we went through an aversion. He was yelling at how he's stapled. Yeah, it was, was, it, was a, it was a good time. It was more entertaining than the coaster. I don't like it. Yeah. Like, I love the setting. The setting is beautiful. But mm-hmm. to me, it kind of felt like your average rattly Gerslauer so. It didn't even rattle that much. Yes, it did. What? Oh, it didn't. You're making that up. It was pretty bad when we sat in the back. <laughs> All right, maybe in the back, but the front, like, it was good. Yeah. The first inversion was pretty good. I like that. I like how it, like, twists out. It was really cool. Anyways, we have <laughs> a hint more of news by hint. Uh, it, it's pretty small. What the what is King's Dominion doing with Tumbilly? Tumbly? How do you, <laughs> what? What is this? I, I, I understand. People, but I've heard people say Tumbilly. Tumbilly? I, I have no what? idea. So we got Tumbilly, we got Tumbly, and Tumbilly. The <laughs> GP are going to have a field day pronouncing this. Ugh. That's Wait, the last how- thing I want to do is go to the park and hear people saying, oh, let's go ride Tumbly. I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I understand the ride because it's a crypt replacement. It's not a volcano replacement. So as far as a crypt replacement goes, this is a pretty, pretty good addition. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. I, I just really think they missed the opportunity of throwing the height at the end. So it could have been Tumbly 112. <laughs> <laughs> you got intimidated 305 and Tumbly 112. <laughs> <laughs> and a fiance. <laughs> yeah. oh wow. No, but as far as a crypt replacement goes, I don't think it's a bad fit especially because the presentation looks really nice with it it has like bamboo supports and it looks it's just weird to me it doesn't feel like something that would go to king's dominion i feel like it'd go to like an obscure european park in like germany or the netherlands or something yes 
However, I do like this ride a lot. I'm not the biggest fan of free spins because what Six Flags does is they add free spins because it's a cheap option to do. Mm-hmm. What King's Dominion did is they removed a ride that was giving them options and they built a free spin to upgrade it. And this is an upgrade. It's the same idea of spinning, but you mm-hmm. put it on coaster track and they actually upgraded it. So they don't need to have this huge coaster because they're not building it for a coaster. They're building it as a replacement. And this is great, especially you know, because they have that safari section and then this is where it's going. Mm-hmm. Perfect. I love it. What would actually make it incredible? Imagine if they had like a banging soundtrack, like a really good soundtrack and they put like onboard audio. That would be so much fun. That would be. Wow. I. That would be so fun. I really, really like that. Because, like, you can be, like, going up the lift and it's, like, this music and it's, like... Exactly. As you, like, spin around. Like, that would be fun. I would love that so much. Or even just, like, station music. Something like that would be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. You know, just, like, this, like, nice... Like, yeah, even, African like... Bum, bum, exactly. Like, something like Tigris. Ooh, yes. I feel like that would just be so fun. Wow. I don't know. <laughs> Tom Billy 112, you need a soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> this name is going to get me mad. Tom Billy. It makes Tumbly, me mad too. Tom Billy. What did you say? Tomb Billy? Tomb Billy? I really have no idea. Let me look it up. Apparently, it's like Swahili for monkey or something. Okay. A free spin themed monkeys. Wow. And I don't know why we're raving about. <laughs> a really small respin, but I think this is a solid addition. Shout out to King's Dominion when when they were like, "Oh, we're getting a free spin." Didn't think that it would be super great, and I did fear that it would be like that volcano replacement, just something cheap because volcano happened fast. They had to build something fast. That's it what is I Tumbili. But no, Tumbili. 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 According to Google Translate. <laughs> Tumbili. All right, I like it a little bit less. I now. mess with it. Oh. All right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right then. Creative difference. Uh, <laughs> shit. Nah, uh, oh no! Are we gonna end like the first talking trimless? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Creative difference. Yeah. Uh, wow, we're gonna, you're killing me. <laughs> Tom Beely. Tom Beely. Tom Beely. What is it? Tombili. I like it. I think Tomb it'll be my favorite. If it has a soundtrack, it could be like my favorite in the park. Tomb. Tombili. Just kidding. And I do want to throw this out there that in the concept art, I'm raving about it because I'm like staring at this concept art. It looks great. In this <laughs> concept art, it has a very pretty cue line. Again, it's like Cedar Fair and. You know, actually, Cedar Fair has been doing a lot to their queue lines, so this is nice. It has like a a like stone building background, and a queue that has like these nice tarps over it, and you walk up, and it's like this nice stone queue line. So, as far as Tumbili goes, I approve, and bamboo. So I approve. The Maybe more we talk about it, the more excited I am for this, and I have no idea why. Exactly. I'm literally so hyped for this. It looks like so much fun. I know it's literally just a free spin, but it looks so fun. <laughs> it 
It does, and it's got like a solid logo that like looks nice on the structure. Exactly. And the whole wow, we are really out here raving about a small free spin. It just it's strange that it's going to King's Dominion because I don't know. It feels like more of like a BGT move or something. Yeah. I like it though. I'm extremely hyped now. It might be one of my most anticipated yeah. coasters. A long time ago when Total Mayhem was announced, now the Joker, when Total Mayhem was announced, I for some reason thought that Bush Gardens Williamsburg was gonna get one <laughs> and like literally put it in Festa Italia or Italy or something like that and just like have a free spin, but like have it be like big, like a few pass bys. Make this a really intimidating looking thing. So I wasn't too far off. I mean King's Domain, it's an hour away, so I would take this over Tempesto. Honestly, yes. This like Tempesto, if if we're like including like the queue and the presentation and everything like that, the best thing about Tempesto's presentation is Apollo's chariot. <laughs> And you it's can't convince me otherwise. It's so true. And it's so like the Q line is so squished in, and it's I don't know. This looks like the move. I witnessed someone lose their weave on Tempesto the first time I wrote it. So their weave. Their weave, like it fell out of their hair. Wow. When they were coming back down. So wow. shout out Bush Gardens. I watched a. Uh, a phone fall out of a pocket on Tempesto <laughs> and hit a support and just shatter. It was through the, it was like when they, it came out right before like the heart line. It's like when they're sideways, slid right out, <laughs> boom, hit a support on the way down, gone. It's pretty funny. At least it didn't uh, hit you in the leg. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so many stories. So many. We were at Frontier City and we rode Steel Lasso. It's like this Vacoma suspended coaster that's, pretty good actually you know it doesn't do anything but like it's smooth and stuff so it's fun <laughs> and this weird brand like phone hit me in the shin i didn't know what it was i thought it was honestly a support at first but then my mind is like say it's not support You're stupid <laughs> and i i realized that it was a phone that hit me so at the end i looked at where the phone hit me because it was close to the queue it's a small ride so it's it's all around the path and it was literally, I kicked it up against a fence and it was completely shattered. And I'm not surprised. It was like some of this, it wasn't even like a Motorola. It was like even like less branded than that. So I don't know what <laughs> phone it was, but it was made out of plastic and my shin destroyed it. Yeah, and it, it kind looked of like destroyed my box. shin because I had a huge mark. Yeah. So, so many stories, Marina. We had one hell of a summer. We did. We've experienced some very interesting stuff. We've seen someone get pulled out of the Phantom's Revenge car. We've stayed at a haunted hotel. We've seen Ride Ops sweep throw up with a broom. Mm -hmm. We've been to Oa, which is dead. (laughs) (laughs) We've been to the park and people have died. We've been in commercials and got ERT. Gotten hit by stuff on rides. What else? Um, I almost fell out of makeup. That was fun. 
I was followed a diamond back and we were in the middle of someone's conversation on Steel Force. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's another okay. We'll we'll wrap it up real quick um <laughs> with this story. We <laughs> These GP, they kill me. They literally are killing me. We're at Dorney Park. We hit Hershey earlier that day. So Dorney comes and we have like three hours, no, not even like two hours to get the six creds, which in theory sounds like enough, but with the one train ops, it kills you a little bit. So spoiler, we got all of the creds, but we did not think we were going to get on Steel Force because it was down like 20 minutes before the park closed. So we're like, great, they're not going to open it, whatever. They open it for the last 20 minutes. Shout to them. And Marina and I have developed a fetish for sitting the second to back row so we don't get wheel seats. Unless it's inevitable, then we just take the wheel seat. So Steel Force has three rows per car. And we decided to sit in the middle of the back car. And these GP girls come over. And they sit behind us and in front of us. And... It's just a nightmare. It was what, like four girls, and I think they must have been like fourteen. Yeah, and I'm gonna give my best impression of them. I don't remember the names that they were saying. Marina, give me a female name, and I'll just substitute it. Gwen. I feel like her name was Gwen. She looked like a Gwen. (laughs) It's like this curly-haired girl, but okay. Why are you in line for the front? Gwen needs to meet her grandma, and we need to get fudge on the way out. (laughs) What? I'm sorry, what? So, a little bit of background. These, these, uh, they were with two boys that had been like seventh or eighth grade, so all dramatic and everything. The boys decided to wait for the front. It was one train away, and they were running this, they were running two trains, so no big deal. We had these girls that were sitting in between yelling about how this girl needs to meet up with her grandma who's waiting and they're yelling about this <laughs> ride and it's like yo if you're in this much of a time rush you shouldn't have gotten on this ride they're literally real. screaming they were waiting for the front and we were all the way in the back so they were mm-hmm. screaming and you're like oh sorry i guess you're not riding there's yeah they're <laughs> screaming all the way up to the front row of the whole train like this it just opened so granted the station 20 minutes off the station's pretty much empty there's not many people at all so it's not like they're disturbing too many people but she's yelling she's like you better not get on this train you better not get on you better not get on and the guy's like i'm gonna get on like it's just one away and she's like, <laughs> she's like you're not riding i guess you're not riding turn around and leave because she needs to meet up with her grandma and we need to get fudge on the way out like what <laughs> they kill me they kill yeah, they me they were trying to like call their other friends to try to get them fudge or something mm-hmm. they're like and yeah yeah one of their friends like stayed behind they're like we'll just go and get the fudge so they're like <laughs> what do you want and they were like giving us a huge fudge list and it's just so embarrassing and they were like the typical like gps of course and we were like on the coast they're screaming like at the top of their lungs uh, <laughs> I don't know if I should share the Titan story. Should I share the Titan story? Yes, you should. <laughs> I should. Oh, oh great. Yeah, okay. this is my favorite story. Should I share or should I keep it? Should I share or should I keep it? As like no, no, no. You, sh- you should definitely share. All right. So we're at Over Texas. 
and we're in line for Titan. So well, we ate some Dippin' Dots in line. We had, like, we had like a little date in the Titan line. We just had some Dippin' Dots <laughs> sitting there in the AC. It was great. But <clears throat> we get in line. We wait for the back. And there's these girls. I I don't know why I'm like this. I really don't know why. And I'm not I, trying to No, get there there is something in the era over Texas where you feel like you're losing your mind. I felt yeah. high the entire day. Yeah. I just want to say that Marina said that I that I can share this story. So I <laughs> it's not even that bad, but I don't know why I'm like this, but I we were going up the lift of Titan. And we were <laughs> yeah. talking. And it was fun. And this thing goes fast, okay? So there's these two girls ahead of us. Why am I like this? Like, it I don't was, know if I'm going to get canceled or not. It was so funny. So their hair is blowing every which direction. They so had my... long ass hair. Yeah. Like, they had long hair. And again, this is like a three-car train or a three-row car. So we're close to them. So their hair, her, the girl in front of me's hair is like really close. So... Rena, you sure I should share this? Yeah. So pretty much what I do is I grab this girl's hair and I just wave it around while we're on this coaster. Like she won't feel it because we're just going so fast that her hair is waving anyways. I like grab her hair you, like, and just pull like, it. I didn't pull it. All right. I I like I grabbed it and I just like rapidly shook it and I looked at Marina and it was she was dying laughing. And then we just laughed about it on the mid course because that thing pretty I much comes cried. to a dead stop. That was the funniest thing that's ever happened to me on a coaster i literally cried bro what got me is i think our friend looked back and saw me grabbing her hair but she <laughs> never said anything about it it's like got up and left i was out after that it was it was one of those things you kind of just had to be there but like just picture it, like some random dude like grabbing your hair <laughs> yeah and i was like shaking and stuff but, like i'm not trying to be disrespectful because i'm not the kind of guy but there's just something that it was, was going was on. So I don't know funny. what they. I don't know what they put in those dipping dots, but I was just I, no, not there in was my some, mind. There was something in those dipping dots. I I'm, swear. Yeah, I'm blaming the dipping dots at over Texas because <laughs> we got in line and I was just not myself. Marina was making jokes about how the restraint looked like the Pizza Hut logo. Which it she's, does. She's, she's not wrong. It does from an angle. The restraint when it's all the way up, it looks like the Pizza Hut logo so i think yeah. do you ever just have like a day and everything is going so wrong it's just like when something else happens the only thing you can do is laugh so everything is just hysterical like that's the kind of day it was like yeah. our experience there was just so bad and everything was like so horrible that it was just mm-hmm. everything was hilarious at that point like we felt like we were in a fever dream or something like we we went to shockwave and we look at this <laughs> thing and we're like we will die right now. Like we we are gonna die, and we're just like, eh, credit. Eh. That, that thing, I it has not been maintained since the '90s. I'm convinced. <laughs> Schwarzkopf can do some pretty amazing things, and this is not one of them. This was, I was scared for my life on this ride. Oh yeah, I, me too. I feel like I felt like we would have been the next theme park incident. Shockwave derails, pops onto highway. I mean, with our luck, I would not have been surprised. Yeah, and then we go over to Runaway Mountain. What? <laughs> what? I'm gonna. If you've never been over Texas and been Lucky on Runaway you. Mountain, yeah. <laughs> 
No, I'm going to describe this, and you're going to be like, I've never heard of that in my life. I feel like Runaway Mountain is, like, the ride that enthusiasts know of, but just, like, we don't talk about that because that doesn't count. You get in line, and I, if you've been on Skull Mountain at, at Great Adventure, this is nothing like that at all. At all. It looks you like get, it on the outside, but it's, mm-hmm. no. <laughs> you get in the train, which is two cars. Is it two or three rows a car? Is it three? I think. I think it's three. I have no idea. I hardly remember that yeah, ride. It's definitely not four rows total. So I think it's three three rows per car. So a total of six rows. And you get in the car and you, like, the bins are on the loading side and you get in the car and you go up the lift and it's all dark and it's this really weird janky layout and then you hit a double helix at the end and then like there's like this beast like yeti looking thing that has lights on it and you're just like circling around it and then you end then you get off and you go down the exit ramp without any of the stuff you put in the bins and then you go in a specific door back to the front of the line where you where the gates are and you just grab your stuff and then you go back out that door. I've never been more confused. It's so bizarre. We straight up thought we just like lost our stuff. I've never been more uh, confused. That coaster in my is life. over Texas. Yeah, that coaster is over Texas summed up. Like over Texas in a nutshell is Yeah. Runaway Mountain. And Mr. Beast Coaster, we already shared the story about the lady trying to roll out, didn't speak English. Go check out episode one if you haven't seen that. Um, Mr. Freeze took forever for the line. Titan was, was pretty much awful. a walk-on. Titan was pretty much a walk-on. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it was a walk-on minus the fact that we were waiting for the back. Um, yeah. Texas Giant was like but, 20 minutes. Um, it, it wasn't like the busiest, but it wasn't like... Well... The operations were just so horrible. I think we waited like two hours for Mr. Freeze and what should have taken like 20, 30 yeah, minutes. I'm going to complain about ride up or yeah, ride ops for a second. They were doing it so unbelievably wrong. So mm-hmm. I don't know how you can mess this up. We also got to share the great adventure story about Zoom and <laughs> after this. <laughs> You're about to get the full scoop on ride ops. That's a good story. We're at Mr. Freeze. We're at Mr. Yeah, that that's Alex in a nutshell. <laughs> We're at Mr. Freeze, me and Marina, and what the the line is a ridiculous one. Tr- like, was it one or two trains? I think they were doing. They were. Uh, yeah, it was one. one it was one. One train. Yeah. So they have the ability to shift over and do two trains on this circuit, but they didn't do that. Even though the park was very busy and that line was backed up the ride up would all the gates would be filled and then the ride up would take like six people and then just be like uh yeah go to the back i I think there's an opening there and like the gates would back up like four or five trains of people in the gates and back all the way up and she would just like be like oh your group yeah that looks like there's only four people so just go over there to that row that's just not how it has can be at all it was so miserable they were literally letting in like at some point like two people at a time so when we should have moved like halfway through one of their rooms we 
did not move for like 30 minutes. It was it took miserable. Forever. This is how you fix that situation. If you're a rat up and you do what I say, what I just said, stop it. This is what you do. All right. You make sure all the gates are cleared. So in this case, if I were to take over the girl's role, I would put a pause on the line for a second. Let all the people get on the train and clear out until the gates are empty. Then I would fill up all the gates. So that way I'm taking a whole train's worth of people, getting them on. Once they're boarded, get the next people. And the line will always be pretty much moving with a, with a small gap because it's one train ops. But the line will always be moving. You'll be getting 20 people in at a time, and it would be fantastic. But no, we, we can't do that. <laughs> but... We have quite practically the funniest story oh at Great Adventure. And this is definition of we have seen it all. I I cannot make this up. I swear you guys are going to be like, Zach, you've said some pretty ridiculous things. but We have pictures to back it up. We, I will put it on the story Friday. Like, I'll put it on our story. And I'll be like, for context, listen to this episode. We were at Great Adventure with Alex from Bush Studios, an amazing friend of ours. Great guy. Uh, We were hanging out with him. And we were waiting in line for Zoom and Jaro. There are three different lines for this ride. There is a regular line that the normal person would wait in. A single rider line and the flash pass line. So for this case, we're not going to talk about the flash pass line. We're talking about the regular and the single rider line. So when the regular line started to back up, a lot of people went into the single rider line, which is okay. Like groups of people, I mean, went into the single rider line, which is fine. But you have to expect to ride alone. So what they were what the girl was doing was taking only from the single rider line and filling up the gondolas she was definitely new and it took us forever in the regular line which is priority to mm-hmm. get to the front and the thing is there weren't even that many people at all in the regular line we thought it'd take like 15 minutes max yeah it was only around the corner it wasn't bad at all and by the time we got to the front of the line, Alex had enough. And Alex, he's a very extroverted person, so he's going to say something, especially with him working as at Bush Gardens. He knows how these things are supposed to go. He's definitely going to say something. He goes to her, and he's like, you need to do your job because you need to take from this line, and whatever there is extra, any empty seats, that's where you take the single riders and you fill them in so you get a full gondola. They're not social distancing at this point. They're ju- they're filling up the gondolas. So it's not like they're trying to social distance. And she's like, oh. So she's like, but this line's long. And she was trying to tell him her reasoning. And Alex is like, no, like, you need to do your job. Because anyone with a mind would do that. So it's not like policy for what she's doing. Alex isn't telling her to rethink what she's been told. Everyone in the park, every ride up in the park does what Alex is saying. Um, if there is a single rider line, 
But I don't know what this lady thought single rider meant because literally there were three separate occasions where they let one person on a 10-person gondola. So literally each like car on the towers were filled up with one person. So one person would go at a time. Yep. So <clears throat> Alex was talking to her and she's like, he's like, you got to do your job. Like you can't let anyone out tell you otherwise. You got to do your job. You got to keep the lines flowing. It works for both lines if you do this. So she's like, okay. So she literally took one person from the single rider line and put him <laughs> on his own gondola. The line is long at this point because it's been backed up now. She took one single rider guy and put him on his own gondola. What? We have a picture of it. Luckily, we have a picture of it. So I will. it will be on the Instagram story. The dude looks so sad. It was so funny. Yeah, so we go and it, we're so lucky that they were cycling it with Ka. So we got to experience it with Ka going up the tower, and it was so much fun to like look at Ka launch. And we were going up while Ka was going up, and we were on that side, and it was so cool. Uh, yeah, but definitely then some, glad I did that. Some supervisor bitched about Alex. <laughs> yeah, so we drop, we come down, and then the run of the ride ops saw us talk to the other ride op, and she got mad. She's definitely the type of person that would just try to start something. Mm-hmm. so you know we're just like oh, we'll just mind our business so we leave and then we talk to the guy i go up to him and i'm like that's weird that you were alone and he's like he's like yeah we were in the single rider line because we didn't care if we got split up but i didn't expect to get my own gondola yeah because even the me. gp know what a single rider line is you yeah. think the employees would have a little bit of common sense but it's six flags so i guess you don't need common sense to work there yeah and he was perfectly content with the idea of being on his, uh, being away from his group as a single rider, but he did not know he would be on his own gondola, which is so weird that you put one person on a 10 person gondola. <laughs> it just blows my mind. Six flags. What are you doing? Honestly. <laughs> yeah. After witnessing those ops on. Sumajaro and then the ops on Jersey Devil. I I can't deal with Six Flags ops anymore. But yep. shout out to Jada. There's a red op at Toro and her name is Jada and she's amazing. So shout out to her. Yeah, when I interviewed El Toro Ryan, he told me what it meant for El Toro to be boosted. It's when you send it over the lift a little <laughs> bit faster, usually in colder temperatures, so it can ensure that it clears the course unlike the time that it derailed, but <laughs> it, it would go over the lift a little bit faster, full speed, because the, the way the manufacturer built it was for that, but they toned it back a little bit. Fun fact, because the back car of the train, what it was doing was it was popping off the track so much that by the time it hit the bottom, it would slam down against the bottom of the track, and that wasn't good for maintenance, so that's why they slowed it down a little bit, and it uh, reduced that impact making it better to maintain but El- but ryan was like hey if you want it to get it boosted you should just be able to ask and they could boost it around for you once so i asked and um jada didn't know what we were talking about so her supervisor came over and we're like hey can you boost it for us and um she's like what and she didn't really know what it meant so i don't know if she's new or something so she went up to the ride op panel and asked and they would have been happy to do it for us, except that they need maintenance to come and turn turn it on. So for that, 
they're just like, nah, they need maintenance to come turn it on and turned off. So the answer was no, but we tried and it was fun. <laughs> do we have any other stories? I'm sure we do. I can't oh, think of any yeah. off the top of my head, but the girls on Steel Force and grabbing that girl's hair on Titan are <laughs> definitely highlights. Uh, the Dippin' Dots. I literally blame the Dippin' Dots. There was something in those. Over text is just. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, over Texas was a pretty whack visit, but it was Six Flags, so. Um, that's going to wrap up today's episode of the Talking Trimmels podcast. I really hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, we got into a little bit of the news. Um, in the upcoming episodes, we'll get into some of the segments. We still wanted to share a few of our stories and bah, 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 bah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And the news, I don't think we missed, did we miss anything? I don't think we missed anything. I hope not <laughs> oh we did miss something real quick i was asked the question how we think the coasters um coasters will be impacted by covid and the 2020 season going forth not like operation wise like what they might look like um something like that so real quick i want to answer that i think that as far as coasters looking like in the future going forth with uh, COVID, so maybe parks aren't having the money to spend, or uh, the price of something like steel or wood going up, especially steel and wood. I think the coasters are going to get much smaller, which is going to not be a bad thing. I think it's just going to be more of a creative outlook on the coasters, kind of like how RMC took Wicked Cyclone, made it small, but it's really creative layout. Something kind of like that. We're going to get smaller rides more creative maybe some more positive g's some more negative g's just not like the craziest things out there prime example is mm-hmm. orion cost way too much um it, i feel to make like something like fury size would have been he would have been cost so much so to make it smaller evens out yeah Go i ahead. feel like models are going to get much more innovative and compact we might start seeing more like single rail coasters um different manufacturers like variations on newer models stuff like that i definitely think we'll see less of like those height records and length records and stuff like that but um i think it'll be interesting because you think about how much coasters have changed even in the past like 10 years um the innovation has been absolutely insane so i'm very interested to see what the future of coasters is gonna look like me too and hopefully these coasters coming up will be 100% trimless. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to the Talking Trimless podcast. I'm Zach, joined by Marina, as always. I hope you guys enjoyed. Stay tuned for episode three, dropping in one week from now, Friday at 5 a.m. Every Friday is now. So get excited. I'm Zach, joined by Marina, and we will catch you in the next one.